Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 67. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Today's episode is a little special. The intro is actually very special, too, because currently it's Sunday night. It's 11.52 p.m. I just got back from WWE SummerSlam. I didn't want to record the intro earlier. I wanted to wait till after the event. Um, But what makes it special, tomorrow being August 12th, as we approach midnight, it will be my birthday. So this year we've got a birthday episode of the podcast, and man, what a fun weekend it's been. If you tuned in last week, I kind of gave a forward look of what my week ahead looked like, and it's been so much fun. Friday night I went to see Iron Maiden, and I've been a huge Iron Maiden fan since I was in high school. I've seen them. That was the fourth time I've seen them, but I haven't seen them in about five or six years because uh, I think I was traveling every time they'd, they'd been here. Um, so it's amazing to see them again. Perfect set list. It was a great tour. It was called Legacy of the Beast. It spanned their entire 40-year career, and man, after 40 years they still sound fantastic Bruce Dickinson still sounds amazing didn't miss a single note uh, and I dig the new look what a fun night and then if you know me you know I'm a huge pro wrestling fan and the SummerSlam weekend this year was in is in Toronto and I got tickets of course to all four nights and so Saturday night went to NXT Shout out to Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole killer main event that spot at the end absolute carnage and then I literally just got back from SummerSlam just now, and it was great, a great event. Very straightforward, no swerves or anything like that, really, um, which I, I didn't mind at all. And uh, I think my two favorite matches were the main event between Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, with Seth Rollins winning the uh, the Universal Championship back, and it was, it was a great match. Probably the best Brock Lesnar match I've seen uh, in a very long time. And then I really enjoyed the Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus match. It was great to see Trish back in the ring, and she still looked fantastic. You know, didn't really miss a beat. Yeah, well done. So then I've got uh, Monday Night Raw tomorrow for my birthday, and then I've got tickets for SmackDown as well, but I think I'm listed to shoot the Smashing Pumpkins with Noel Gallagher and AFI over at the Budweiser stage, so I might be doing that instead. But, I mean, I can't complain about that either. What a killer weekend it's been. And on that note, we've got a very exciting episode for today. Glad that it fell on my birthday. We've got guitarist and singer Brian O'Bear and bass player Nikki Moninger of the Silver Sun Pickups on the Adamantium podcast today. How cool is that? Many of the great episodes we've had so far have been set up through uh, Warner Music Canada. This one uh, was also set up through them. I've been working with the guys there. Shout out to the boys at Warner Music. And I got an email one day from one of the guys saying, Hey, uh, you know, the Silver Sun Pickups have this new album out. It's about this, this, and this. Uh, would you be interested in talking to them uh, when they're doing a day of press? And I just wrote back, I'm like, you don't need to pitch me the Silver Sun Pickups. Like, lock it in. Let's do it. So I met with Brian and Nikki on a day that they were doing press here in Toronto. Uh, We met over at the Drake Hotel because they were doing an Indy 88 special in the Drake Underground after that. So I had a very enjoyable time speaking with uh, Brian and Nikki. And uh, I found their their dynamic kind of uh, very interesting. Um, Brian's kind of uh, the more goofy, quirky, outgoing guy, uh, whereas Nikki's a little more reserved and quiet. So uh, I found the dynamic between the two of them and myself a lot of fun. 
and we have some great stories to share with you. So they're here promoting their new album. Uh, it's their fifth album. It's called Widow's Weeds. It's excellent. So I had already listened to it probably three or four times before uh, I even got the email. Their new single, It Doesn't Matter Why, is so cool. It's awesome. It's super catchy. You'll be hooked for the first time you hear it. One of my favorite songs and albums of 2019 so far, so I highly recommend it. And on the topic of recommendations, we'll go right into the Adamantium Recommend section. So if you're not already super familiar with the Silver Sun pickups, here's five songs recommended to you by myself to check out before or after this podcast. So the first song I'm going to recommend is the one I mentioned already, It Doesn't Matter Why, off their latest album, Widow's Weeds. Then the second song I'm going to recommend is from their previous album, Better Nature, came out in 2015. The song I'm going to recommend is called Nightlight. And then from their 2012 album, Neck of the Woods, I recommend the songs Mean Spirits and The Pit. And then lastly, the song that got me into the Silver Sun pickups in the first place, it's from their 2009 album, Swoon. The song is called Panic Switch. And just a quick reminder before we get into the podcast, if you're listening today on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and you don't already, please do hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and a comment if you'd be so kind. You can consider it a birthday gift. You can also subscribe to the Adamantium Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium Podcast on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison, or you can just search The Adamantium on any of them and we should pop up. All right, and that is it. So let's introduce you to Brian O'Bear and Nikki Moninger of the Silver Sun Pickups right here on episode number 67 of The Adamantium Podcast, and enjoy the phenomenal day that is August 12th the second best birth date of the entire year to December 25th. Just constantly on the yeah, roadway. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's sad because it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love Toronto. I know, I know. I'd like to this spend is like, a lot more time here because I just I like to eat. Yeah, this is like yeah. the perfect area too. So this is your last stop. There are lots Queen, of options. Queens West. I knew yeah. Queens West. Yeah, Queens yeah. West is sort of changing. Holy yeah. shit. I was literally just... It's uh, changing a lot. It's changing a lot. There's a, I ran into a guy outside that I knew years ago. And uh, he started this like Airbnb experience where it's like the Queen West coffee tour. So mm. he takes people around That's tasting nice. coffee. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, today's like the perfect day. Used for to be that, a place so. where you'd yeah. like step over a drunk, passed out person <laughs> yes. and a phone crock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's still some of those areas. Yeah. But, but it's got yeah. No, Queen's West is. Uh, mm-hmm. it's really First nice. time I ever went to Queen's West was probably 2004. That's when we first kind of came here because I didn't go here. Didn't go to Queen's West when I was trials. Yeah. When we what were some of the first here, venues you ever me. played here? First venue we played was Healy's. Healy's. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. that in here? Was that here? Yeah, yeah. that should be That was here. the first venue we played in Toronto. Wow. Mm-hmm. I actually recently met the drummer from the Jeff Healy band. I have wow. a really fucking weird story about Jeff Healy. Yeah? Yeah. So can you tell it? Sure. <laughs> but I think he, is, he's passed away, right? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> My friend and I years ago <clears throat> went to B.B. King's which was um, like a really weird touristy 
Blues Club yeah. in Universal City Walk. So okay. already it's like it's in Orlando. No, no, in LA. In, in LA. LA. Okay. I know what my friend and I were there, and Jeff Healy was playing, and we thought, "Wow, look at that! Jeff Healy's playing. That's pretty cool." And this woman came up to us like, "Hey, you guys like Jeff Healy?" We said, "Sure." You know, we did not like Jeff Healy. Right. We just yeah. we just were aware of him. Yeah, right. But not like we didn't know much of his music and stuff. And she goes, "You want to meet him?" And we said, "Okay, <laughs> sure." And then she brought us to this backstage room and sat with us and then brought Jeff in and was like hey Jeff I think it was his girlfriend or his wife okay it's like Jeff here's these two really big fans they want to meet you and we were like hi Jeff <laughs> yeah and he's like hey how's it going super nice right, right. To us. and we didn't know anything about him right at all oh no and so we were kind of didn't want to be rude at all so we just kept you know like yeah. oh yeah when you played that song yeah. And, yeah oh yeah but we did not know how to get out of it at right. all and finally and how was he about it? He just thought we were big fans. Yeah. And so we got our way through it after 10 minutes, and we finally were like, oh, we got to go, but thanks, Jeff. This is great. Yeah. We walked away. We are like, oh, God. I oh, <laughs> didn't know anything. I was like, did you know anything about it? I'm like, no. He's like, did you mention that song? I was like, no idea. Well, they, they, I mean, they, his drummer told me all kinds of stories where he used to sneak them into meeting B.B. <clears throat> King and all kinds of oh. things. Wow. Yeah, anyway. So he was a super nice guy. I yeah. just felt bad that I didn't know anything didn't about his music. Didn't know as much as, as they knew thought nothing. you knew? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Really? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Like right. the angel eyes or whatever nothing. So, yeah. I knew about him. Yes. And yeah. I, you know, I just didn't know any of his music. And I felt, <laughs> I didn't, I, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. <laughs> I only realized that later in life that he's totally broke he's the out. band from he's act, He acts yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really he's, good. Thought you'd be bigger. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll turn it around. We'll turn the interview around to about you guys now, especially because okay. we only have uh, okay. a little bit of time. We can talk but, about Jeff Healy. Yeah. 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 Well, we can't. But yeah. since, <laughs> since then, we played, I mean, I love playing Lee's Palace. Yeah. I love playing the Phoenix. Rebel? Yeah. Did we play Rebel? Yeah, we played Rebel a bunch. But I remember before it was days. Rebel. Before Sound it was Academy. Rebel. Sound, Sound Academy. Sound Academy. Talks before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We played everything you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> Any, um, where to next? Where's the aspiring venue here? Oh, I want... I, have you played... You've played... I'm sure you've played Scotiabank. Well, not Air Canada Center. Was I, before. Yeah, we must have. I think you with Muse. Muse. I, think I was yeah. at that show, yeah. yeah. I do actually remember that, because I remember yeah. thinking that was an arena that sounded good. I kid you not, there is a difference. Just like clubs, in those arenas, you can tell sound. Tell which Here's, ones are. Absolutely. Yeah. Acoustic is a sort of same yeah, yeah. science, and so you can tell which ones sound good. I was actually at that show. Oh. That yeah, was fun. Yeah. I think that was the... F- First time I, I might I think I've seen you guys at a festival before that. Mm-hmm. It was the first time V-Fest? I'd seen Muse. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were at the, we here? Were at the one with Virgin. You talking about? Yeah. The one with the, the Oasis. That's yeah, the, the one, one we were at. Oasis. Yes, we were there. Yeah. Put, I was there too. Yes. The That's guy the came person. out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, literally came from underneath On the, the stage. stage. And ran, ran, and hit Noel, and Noel almost fell off the stage. Yeah. And ran for Liam, and Cra- then, he cracked like three ribs <laughs> and still played, still finished. Well, they walked off. Yeah. And then I came back on and finished it. He was going for Liam, too. Yeah, Liam, like, threw a punch at him, even. Well, later. Yes. The guy yeah. almost got Liam, and then the Oasis' yeah. men took him down. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. And then Liam... I wonder whatever Liam happened Liam got him when guy. he was down. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Got a few digs in? I think so. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. wonder whatever happened to that guy. I'm sure he spent a few yeah, nights clearly in, he's in, in the tr- box. Clearly, he's troubled. Yeah. yeah. Troubled person. That was wild, because the guy must have sat underneath the stage forever. Right, right. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fun. Well... Congratulations, guys, on Widow's Weeds. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I've, when, when Dave was like, hey, you want to come do this with uh, Silverstone? I was like, man, Widow's Weeds has been on my, Aww. on my, like, I have a commuting playlist. Oh, yeah. It's been on my commuting playlist since, since wow. 
week one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, and it's tough. really, really good. Commuting uh, is important. Yeah, that's my my key music listening mm-hmm. time. <laughs> you driving or what, public transportation? Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. You know? Yeah, but I have this like playlist that all my new music goes into. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Good, I feel like yeah, driving or or traveling in that capacity when you have to get some places out. A really, really great space to listen to some music. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. really OCD about my like music collection. Oh wow. How, how it's yeah. So How's it categorized. Have, like, Well, no, alphabetical, but, like, everything's organized, too, by, like, different playlists. So there's, like, the new playlist Mm -hmm. and the songs I like from the new playlist. Yeah. Get like I use the you know the star ratings yeah. and anything. Above oh really? Four. You do anything, use those? Anything above a f- because you can you can make it so you anything above a four it. goes into one playlist oh. and that's like my good songs kind no of. No kidding, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you guys got to work with Butch Vig on we this album, which is kind of like legendary. Yeah. How did you guys get introduced to Butch? And we've known him for a while just through I don't even know how he knew he knew people in common with us and. He lives in the area of Los Angeles that we live in, so we just started bumping into each other and mm-hmm. became friendly. And over the years, we always sort of met him, talked to him, and see him at taco trucks and other okay. events, and just hang out with him. And then um, Garbage asked me to sing a song with Shirley on a record store day release called The Chemicals for Garbage. Okay. And I had such a great time recording that with them. And already my eye was wandering on where we were going to go in Silver Sunland next, because mm-hmm. we usually like to move on from producers after a couple records and after that experience and the way the songs were coming out of my brain we thought maybe Butch would be the right guy to do it with and luckily like I there was a lot of discussion about it and finally I just texted him and asked him if he wanted to make a record in the summer (laughs) and he Mm. said yeah that was it wow pretty much so what was the experience like of working with him um I mean, immediately he made us all feel comfortable, and he's mm-hmm. uh, such a nice person that it's just uh, it was easy to get started. And then you realize soon after how technically talented he is, but he still makes it so casual. But he all of a sudden he's doing, um, you know, like listening for little ticks in the music, and then we'll yeah. work on that. As you're having a conversation with him, I'll be like, ah, turn this up, turn this down, and it's just like his mind is con- consistently <clears throat> just moving and concentrating on the music while taking a break and talking to us he's mm-hmm. still were you able to pick things from his brain that you guys would use well again? I think the things I mean, we definitely want to work with him again for sure yeah. we had such a great experience and it was mostly about trying to confuse him that was the okay. best thing because I think that's where what we loved about him is that he, he has a made a bunch of things and that's great but he honestly could care less a little like okay. it's sort of about now what is interesting to him and what right. can he further do so he's not locked in like I did it it was successful I'm done yeah he was j- interested in all of the stuff is the same he has the same mm-hmm. wanderlust and anything that was sort of new and weird mm-hmm. that's what that would twist his mind okay is what he really went for and that's what we usually go for mm-hmm. and so that was part of that's really what you really want to do very cool and like have him go what the is, yeah. I don't know yeah. what is this great let's do it yeah. and they're like oh that's too loud and then we go well then the right answer would be to then make it quieter but what if we, just, <laughs> just what if we made it louder and then yeah, it yeah. was like obviously yeah. uh, something that's supposed to be messed up and then that's where we that's where this record really mm-hmm. Landed, and this this record um, 
was described to me as being more open mm-hmm. and exposed. Yeah, than, that's for sure. Than, than previous records. Mm-hmm. So why why was that? I think it's just something you learn over time that you you get a little less cryptic. Okay. And and ways of doing things and also just things in life get heavier and heavier as you yeah, grow, yeah. as you grow older and older because big profound things happen and if you pay attention and you're tuned into that sort of stuff they move you in a it's just different than what moves you sort of when you're really young mm-hmm. um, and so w- dancing in between paying attention to stuff that's happening in life in mm-hmm. your world um, also trying to find a new way to communicate it that isn't sort of playing in the same boundaries that you used to have because I think comfort and plateauing for me sounds a little dangerous because there's only in that regard with an album the only way to sort of feel like it's pushing forward is by letting go of certain things and trying to go in spaces that frighten you and mm-hmm. scare you and you feel more vulnerable and and I think you move and move further as you move, make records, you know? Mm-hmm. Since it's our fifth one, we're kind of out of a place where, like, things get a little more blunt, a little more fundamental. Okay. And so it leaves you feeling uh, more open. So it's more like, I'm not sure if people are listening to it feeling like a record that's more vulnerable, but it is one mm-hmm. to us to have released and to perform. Right. Yeah. And it was it was documented that yeah, you were going through some dark things at the time. Yeah. And, and you know, I <laughs> would normally bring that up, but it yeah, was yeah, like yeah, it was it was no, presented it to me that way. For sure. And um, yeah. So what I can was, hear that in the record too because uh, there's a lot of shifts. There's a lot of metamorphosis in it because we yeah. recorded it in the in the first half of the year. We recorded it in the last half of the year. We took yeah. a break in the middle for a garbage tour. And I can I can hear things where I'm headed for a low that I don't see coming. Mm-hmm. And I can hear that I'm coming out of something. Okay. And it's interesting to hear those things, but I'm not sure that that's something you can pick up on the record. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. But there's an optimistic vibe in, on the record for me. I feel like it's it's not gloomy. I don't think anything we do is really gloomy. I think you can attach a lot to it, but we try not to p- p- bash you over the head with what to feel. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, it all seems like it, it turned out pretty optimistic in the end, which I is nice, so. nice to hear. I think we always know, try to be on that headspace, is to recognize mm-hmm. recognize these sort of vacuums and important things mm-hmm. that are tough to face, but you don't have to be apocalyptic about it, because we're yeah. not, you know? Yeah. There's a way to take control of this and a way to sort of interpret it and maybe use it to learn use it to learn and use it to shift modes right which okay. is, shouldn't be scary yeah you know, I know comfort is good and, and you can say stagnant but if you're going to keep on moving in life that that, that might not be the healthiest place to stay mm-hmm. in. and did that affect the actual recording process or anything <clears throat> or were you able to kind of keep For those me, it's, separate? It's hard, yeah, separate because usually when you're working on a record, it's almost like meditation and super right. and tense. Mm-hmm. It's when you're not doing it when you're you find yourself focused. going like, yeah. "Whoa!" Yeah, when you're focused. Yeah. As most people probably know, when you're doing something and you're focused and you're passionate about something, everything else is gone. Everything melts mm-hmm. away. All things, and even like live shows mm-hmm. for us, it's that way. Why we like playing live so much? Because mm-hmm. in that 90 minutes we're up there, it becomes about this present tense moment that never will exist again. Right. You know, never will. We'll play a show even the same venue that night, the next night. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Everything, so, just when we make records, it's almost the process of making the record is what it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just in a, almost 
without thought of where it lands later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when when I listen to albums, I often don't like to know uh, what the singles are before because yeah. I want to just I don't want to. That's Have a pre. Right. You know, How often do you get a chance to do that? How do you not know that? I try and just avoid like Amazing. not looking at it. Yeah, and Brilliant. I try and get to it and then figure out from it because I don't want to have a pre-preference. <laughs> I've never heard anybody do that. Yeah, I like to have a pre-preference of like not knowing what songs I should like best. Right. 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 Oh, I but from that. the beginning, I, I like I loved. It doesn't matter. That's <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Yeah, for us, it's we don't know. Yeah, try we don't know what the single is going to be. You don't know what it's going to be either. You can get a feeling, and I like to kind of predict it too and be like, well, it's got to be this song or whatever. We get a feeling. We, we can sort of catch a feeling of what we think it might end up being, and we're usually pretty right. But mm-hmm. in general, if somebody, if our management or the, our radio people that we work with who we've been close with for a long mm-hmm. time, we have a pretty tight-knit family that we work with, and we can kind of understand what it is that they we need. Trust or them want. We trust them enough. We trust them enough. If they chose something on the album, if we put it on there, then we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? So Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't matter why. It was like, as soon as I heard it, I was no like, way. this has got to oh. be a single. Awesome. Yeah, like, it was, I, I loved it. I loved, like, the very, I like, punchy lyrics. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was very punchy. Yeah. It's, it's, but it feels very anxious. It's, it's anxious yeah. and yeah. a little bit playful. And, yeah, it's playful. It's, it's... It's a bitey song. Yeah. What What's the sentiment behind the main line? It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter why we're known. If there's a pun right built in, it doesn't matter, okay. buddy. Okay. I don't, you know, to, there's a lot of things in that song, but for me, you can sort of sum it up as like, listen, if if you're upset, stop trying to figure out why. Mm-hmm. I'm upset, and that's all should be known. right. And that's kind of what I think about that song. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just listen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, also, when, when I think of Silver Sun pickups, I think of guitars being at the center, mm. kind of. Oh, how come you don't think of bass being at the center? Oh, yeah. But bass and guitar. Nick, 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 like, <laughs> I mean both. That's like, what do you think's at the center, Nick? Nikki says the bass. The well, I, it also <laughs> Christopher said the drums are at the center. Okay, right, right. But but no, but I mean bass, yeah, bass and no, the guitar is what you meant. But you I mean, he said guitar, so I'm gonna well, just I'll, say I'll, I'll put this out there too. But in Silverstone, you can hear the bass <laughs> yeah. more than you can oh. in a lot of other bands. Yeah, because you got that like buzzy. I mean, you sound. can't really hear it that well <laughs> because it's the guitars that help the bass. Yeah. I think personally, yeah, the, uh, the guitars are enhancing the bass. I feel like the bass is only really you notice the bass because the guitars are doing so much yeah um you do hear our bass i yeah i, I don't I, think about I, do, you. Yeah. I feel like especially on this album but really concentrated on that and i think right was, uh, very aware of i think all it's the always i mean sounds. i think they're all you're always in there i think i don't think about what other bands are up to when it comes but to even us. like but uh, your bass lines are very notable what about like, like panic switch yeah. right like yeah, yeah. I mean, the guitars <laughs> probably help it. Yeah. I mean, have you heard the guitars in that one? Yeah. <laughs> not as bassy. I mean, the um, the song "Songbirds" oh, reminded wow. me a lot of of like Panic Switch, like that. Oh, right, interesting. Right, right. Yeah, that riffy. Yeah, that's a tricky of. one. That's a tricky bass yeah. line because it sounds like what I love about that song is it's complicated and it doesn't sound complicated. Like those are the my favorite one yeah you're not supposed to that show is, off yeah. no showing okay. off it's supposed to just sort of sound like nat- natural but if you played it you'd realize there's little things happening and that bass line constant movement yeah. that bass line is constantly moving in one note one note's moving around but two are staying the same so if you just listen it just sounds like boom 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 right. boom, boom, boom but you're switching mm-hmm. constantly which is such a fun little game yeah yeah that song is a game that song yeah. was like just hard to fit all the pieces getting the pieces out there and just watching all of our brains go what 
and hopefully, hopefully it's landing, and it does land. That well, eventually, <laughs> when I even came into the band and was like, guys, there's going to be a part in the song now that's it's going to feel like the radio switched, and I want it to sound like a full-fledged other mm-hmm. little song at the moment in the middle. And oh, so, we, for some reason, that song demanded a playful wanderlust. That one mm-hmm. kind of reminded me the most of like a throwback to one no of your shit. earlier albums. I love that. Yeah. No yeah. way, that's yeah, great. Cool. Yeah. We gotta play that one. And then, yeah, we gotta. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't Know Yet is the other one, the one that the, oh. that chorus kind of really hooked me yeah. in that one. Yeah. yeah. That's almost, that's a pretty chorusy song. Yeah. It started out as sort of a a, a more linear kind of interlude song. This was, a, that's the last song I wrote for the record. Mm-hmm. And it was all more like in the beginning of the song, and Butch asked me to flesh it out a little more, and uh, I was still thinking in in those m- more um, compact <clears throat> compact terms, and then the chorus came out of my mind. And as soon as that chorus came out of my mind, I thought, "Up, oh, everything just changed." Mm-hmm. Like now, that other stuff are—they're just verses now because yeah. now this. Thing. As soon as I bring this to everybody, that's what everyone is going to attach mm-hmm. to. You can feel it, and that doesn't happen that often. Yeah. But when you know, you're like, oh, okay, song just changed now. Now it's not going to be like yeah. what it is. It's going to be something completely different. Drums and you guys turned it into something crazy. Is that, is that easy to do? Like let go no. of what a song used to be and then completely change it? Or? Not if you pay attention. Okay. I think you have to be... If you're locked into the original one, then it's not hard to make changes. It's just when you know things got to start to get Okay. Like, we if grow with it. Yeah. If you're locked you in, it is hard, it. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're locked in, I think it is hard. Well, I mean, if you understand what's happening in the song, then you can make changes from that core. Yeah. But True. Like, not you, you don't want to be too locked in where yeah. your muscle memory won't let it go, but no, because it, mostly making a record is you have to really be paying attention to what's actually happening mm-hmm. and not how you wanted it to how you all your wants and desires and your rules are just there to start the thing right once the thing's starting now you have to pay attention to what's happening because it's going to go in directions that were out of your, your you couldn't even think of mm-hmm. and so you, you, you have to pay attention to what it is that's happening, so letting go of any of those preconceived yeah. things that you mm-hmm. thought was going to happen. Wow. Yeah, you got to be ready for accidents. you got to be prepared enough to All be right. able to have accidents. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a whole wow. mind mess. Excellent. you got to okay. know that's the song enough. That's it's great enough. to have so much trust in someone like Butch yeah. to right. pose questions like, what happens if we do this here? Right. What, what other thing can you, we Yeah, because they that? help you really manage all those thoughts. Like, that could... That could be a whole thought process, mm-hmm. thinking about that song for a while, but luckily it's just, uh, you pin it, pin, yeah. pin it, you make a note of it because you're on something else. Right. He'll bring it back okay. to you to focus, like, okay, now we did this, remember we're thinking this and that. And you gotcha. Go, right. Right. Because things could easily spire out of control if yeah. you don't have someone here. And to direct it <laughs> all. to direct yeah. and bring it in. It's yes. like, look at this I have now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For us, it could be tough because you're looking at a huge a blank spinal canvas. tap moment yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of thinking of something in, in big, broad terms of a whole record. It's important for yeah. someone to help you stare in the corners, you know, mm-hmm. and understand, like, oh, what about this dusty bit that you're not paying attention to? you got to focus on that for a minute. Okay. It's good to do. And yeah, like he's kind of like, the like a master of nuance too. Yeah. Bring yeah. in these subtle. Yeah. Again, if you trust. Yeah. yeah. Trust is really the wish. Right. If you trust the person you're working with, then you're in good shape no matter what. Yeah. If you don't, don't do it. Right. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know I know the album's only been out a month, but which ones have you guys kind of been in, enjoying playing so far the most? <laughs> we Nikki already asked this question. She, I love it because she. I want to see if she says the right. She said she didn't Strong know the name. Man. She didn't know the name of the song. <laughs> I called, I made a mistake. I love okay. it. I loved it. Yeah. From Windows um, Weeds. But <laughs> you like the, She likes the song. From Windows Strong Weeds. Man Strong man from Windows, man from Windows <laughs> Weeds. <laughs> That's a song that uh, it's a great playing live because it sort of it starts out so quiet and compact and then just kind of explodes, but then ends back into a quiet, compact yeah. okay. area. Yeah, hard one to wrestle. Yeah. What did you nice call it before? Treat. <laughs> oh, strong, it's called strong, strong man. man. <laughs> straw man. Oh, straw it's man. Strong man. So, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. think we know what you're talking about. Yeah. Pickle Pickle. That is a, that yeah. one actually was came on my playlist on my on my straw man. Straw man oh, was I think the last song I listened to before. Yeah. Oh wow. My yeah. favorite playing live right now, new, is the song Simpatico. Which new, is, not yeah. nude. Nude. Yeah. I like both. <laughs> new and nude. Okay. I like to play nude. The new song, nude. nude. Okay, called At noon. Strong man, <laughs> strong man. Sympaticog. <laughs> I like that playing that one yes, because it, it hasn't sort of written in a way that reminded me of a James Bond song from the sixties. Okay, so in my head cool. it was those yeah. sort of watery credits and stuff. Yeah. And so when I play that, I sort of imagine that for a second. Cool. Yeah. Uh, last song to wrap it up. I was I was uh, met with a music correspondent. Uh oh. And he had this question. Uh oh. Yeah, I stole this question from him. This is really good. Ah. Who are you and what's your band? <laughs> yeah. No. What is the one album that you could not live without? Oh. Not not your favorite album or what you think's the best album. One that you just couldn't live without. In in the world. In the world. Oh boy. Um, it's a hard one. I would I still... probably still go with Purple Rain. Purple Rain, okay. I mean, it goes in a lot of places. Yeah. It's a great album. I would say Blade Runner, Vangelis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can live without that haunting music. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for uh, taking some time. Thank you. In your busy promo day. And, enjoy, uh, the, enjoy the potato salad. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the cornhole. In the cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Adamantium.